0: thank you so much for listening. So let's get started with this week's latest program to help you and your family take control of your health. Welcome, everyone. This is Dr. Mercola helping you take control of your health. And today we have the honor and privilege of reconnecting with Charlie Brown, who is the founder of Consumers for Dental Choice. And he's here to give us an update in what is new with removing mercury. He has been so successful in his past endeavors and commitments to removing mercury, which is a potent neurological toxin from the dental system. And it's been a battle. He's, he's really persevered. And uh, thanks to his diligence and his commitment and his networking skills, he's been able to really provide some powerful uh, attacks at eliminating this this. T- poison from our our, uh, our dental system so he's a, a real pioneer and warrior and we're just honored and uh, fortunate to have him with us and he's going to give us an update so welcome and thank you for joining us today
1: oh dr. McColl, it's great it's great you are our champion you're the one that promotes us better than anybody that supports us better than anybody and this has gone on for more than a decade we're deeply grateful to you
0: well it's a, it's, a, it's a noble cause uh, we you know it's it's, it's so difficult to treat many diseases. And you know the old age adage is an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And certainly removing mercury before it causes danger, damage is a, a wise strategy. And that's what we seek to do with collaborating with you and your team.
1: You're so right. I mean, I, I just, uh, modern medicine uh, misses it maybe because the money's so much in treating disease, treating symptoms, but uh, that the toxins are just a disaster. And you've just pointed to the need to have natural remedies, starting with the first, the free remedy of the sun. You're not promoting your products, you're promoting the things that get people healthy, strategies, exercise, the right diet. And, um, but the toxins are truly murderous. And and uh, more people, uh, huge numbers of people worldwide and in the United States die directly from what I'll call pollution, which is toxins. In the air, toxins right in our body. And uh, one of the huge culprits for the, uh, since the Civil War has been dentistry, the dentists who continue to put mercury in the mouth. It's great. They're courageous dentists that stood early in this fight when we started only 3% of the dentists. This is before the start of the century, of this century, that 3% of the dentists were mercury free. And they were told to keep their mouths shut. That's how I got into this, being their lawyer and uh, raising their constitutional right to talk and to, to, to tell the truth to patients. But, but the, the, uh, those dentists are great. There's so many of them now that are mercury-free. I mean, I mean the, the pro-mercury uh, faction of dentists is beating a retreat and they're going to lose. But uh, what that means is the focus on toxins, uh, toxins in the body that we've got to stop. Mercury is as bad as any of them. And uh, you've been on the forefront of that. Thank you, sir. So, and you alluded to the fact
0: that you were indeed an attorney and uh, not just any attorney, you were the attorney general for, was it Virginia or West Virginia? West Virginia. Virginia. Okay. Yes, it was. Yeah. So, uh, and you re-vectored your efforts to this this cause. So you're not just any old activist, you're, you're a well-trained professional who's committed his life to, to this purpose. And before we dive into the updates, I'd like to just re-emphasize one of the points we're doing this because- as a physician, I would see many people in my practice who were suffering from, this, from mercury toxicity, uh, and they had loads of uh, amalgam fillings, like I did when I was growing up. My parents didn't know any better, and I was eating loads of processed foods and plenty of desserts. It wasn't a meal that i by. I don't think I had a dessert. And I didn't know any better. I was a kid. So, and it took me a while to become educated and understand that this was not a good strategy. But as a result, I had uh, at least half my feet were filled with mercury fillings. And uh, I I actually got, saw the light in the mid nineties, saw a uh, 60 minutes documentary, which exposed this. It was pretty much a classic. Unfortunately, I was ahead of the curve because the dentist I chose to have my fillings removed was BC beyond clueless, had no idea that there was precautions that were needed to do this. And as a result, I suffered I still suffer to this day signs of the mercury toxicity, which damaged my kidneys because I had just so much of an assault going out at once. So along those lines, if it happened to me, it can happen to you. so we, we the, the, the key point is the strategy is to eliminate mercury so it doesn't affect anyone in the future. Now that may not be yourself or it might be your kids, it might be your grandkids, but eventually that's our goal but what I want to address now is people like me who had th- these mercury fillings, and uh, you know, w- want you to highlight some of the strategies, maybe point at some of the resources they can they can seek out because it's so crucial to find a dentist who knows what they're doing. Because if they don't, you're going to get harm to damage. It's not you just don't simply remove these these fillings. They have to be done with great caution and care to make sure that right. the, the mercury doesn't go into your system and damage. And,
1: them. and you say your parents didn't know, you didn't know. Nobody knew the American Dental Association. Well, no, 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 that's not true. There were some enlightened individuals. I'm sorry. Yes, there were enlightened individuals, but they were told there was this, what I call the Mercury Triangle, the barrier. The American Dental Association called them silver fillings, intentional, because gold fillings are made of gold. So silver fillings must be made of silver. The dental boards enforced it with its gag rule. So very few dentists would speak out. Some of them were shut down for speaking out. Some were evaded it, uh, uh, evaded it, but had to fight. And so the early dentists couldn't talk much about it. And those that could, could get punished. And the FDA was absolutely silent. So there really was among the three organizations you would think would stand for us, the, this, the, the state dental board supposed to protect you, not the dentist. The American Dental Association which is supposed to represent a profession, but it really just represents products in, a, in, a, in, a, in, in, in the way it advocates for them and advocates for the status quo. And the and the uh, FDA the, the dental schools were no help then. They simply weren't teaching advanced dentistry. They were teaching amalgam, drill, fill, and build. It was like a trade school the way the dental schools operated. Some of them still do. So it was a huge barrier to get past. And the retreating continues because the word, but the word mercury was never used. Now it's used. Now it's used. It's used all the time. It's used in state laws. It's used. there's a whole treaty about mercury amalgams in that treaty. So. The awareness is just so much greater than it was, Dr. McCullough, and we want to make sure it's universal, and then we've got to circle back to these bureaucracies and other places, dental clinics, insurance companies that try to hold the line and want amalgam to list it, to exist for yet another generation.
0: Well, I, I was re- hoping you'd be discussing the list of resources you have on your site, and we'll probably include in this article, which is how to find dentists who understand these principles and are not only understand it but are trained so that they can remove the uh, toxic toxin relatives. Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah, yes yes so sir, you so go to our website
0: three three or four organizations that dentists can be members of.
1: Oh, absolutely. And what, we have our own website, toxicteeth.org and that does list list dentists. Uh, you can go to websites uh dental trade ibdm.org, uh, holistic dental denti- there are websites that list dentists where you can get information about finding a dentist. And I say, you can go to our website, ToxicTeeth.org. We've got a list by state. You can certainly write me, and and I hope you'll put it on your screen, uh, Charlie at ToxicTeeth.org. We certainly welcome inquiries and uh, direction because people do need to find the right dentist. I mean, the the dentists that put in this amalgam are never the ones to take it out. You wanna go to a trained dentist that is so fearful of its toxicity that they never put it in. And when they take it out, they, they're very careful about it, this stuff. And it shouldn't come out of everybody. There has to be a, a medical evaluation to determine how, how dangerous it is coming out and how to make sure that the exposure is de minimis when it is taken out.
0: Okay, well, thanks for going, uh, reviewing that because it is an important part of the strategy. Uh, we're hoping to help the people that uh, we are seeking to support our efforts to continue this effort. So I thought that would be most important to support them first so they can understand this and really make a philanthropic contribution to the future of their children or their grandchildren. So they don't have to deal with this mess when they're adults. So, and we do. Oh, and the dentist. Yes. Yeah. So along those lines, it's been a year since our last conversation. So a lot happens in a year and we're all excited to hear what the updates are.
1: Oh, yes, sir. Um, and uh, uh, Dr. Mercola, the, the big one is that, we achieved an incredible goal at the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. They broke their silence. Issued recommendations on September 24th, 2020, a year ago, saying that amalgam is high risk, high risk for, this is a third to a half of all Americans, all children, all women who are pregnant and breastfeeding or planning to become pregnant. Uh, sensitivity to mercury kidney disease or kidney problems, a neurological disease, any of these categories, and you know, they're broad, they do, the kidney disease doesn't mean you're on, you know, you're on, you're, you're, you're getting dialysis. It means you have kidney problems. Mm-hmm. Um, young women planning to be pregnant. They don't mean next week, next month, that next this year, they mean planning to become pregnant, that that mercury state would stay in their bodies. So the FDA really stood up now they were recommendations but they came about from a real concerted three-year plan we had. You know, we we've gone quite international starting and with your help, you helped us put together an entire international campaign. And Americans and Canadians sometimes say, "Well, how come you're helping all over the place?" And the answer is it circles back. When we met with the director for the Center for Devices in 2018, The topic A was look what the European Union has done. And what they had done is ban amalgam for children under 15, pregnant women and breastfeeding women. The the European Union was so far ahead of the United States in protecting people from amalgam, they realized they had to act. Now, the European Union acted because of our campaign. We've had a campaign there since 2011 to change things and they are in the process. There's a lot of steps to go, I can get into that. Um, Italy this past year, Dr. McColl I believe that's your ancestral home they phased out Amalgam Amalgam. yes, they're the biggest country in Europe to do that some of the smaller ones like Moldova, Sweden uh, Norway uh, um, uh, Czech Republic, Slovakia Finland, Ireland, all those have done it but Italy is a major country in the European Union, major country in Europe and the first Mediterranean nation the end amalgam. So these kind of steps reverberate because if they're not safe in Italy, they ain't safe here either. That's
0: great. I'm glad the Italians finally caught on and uh, and implemented that. So I'm wondering ahead of us. Yeah, if you well, we've got a lot more political <laughs> barriers at. But I'm wondering if you thought you had would achieve the or ever see the day where the FDA would make it those uh, admit those statements.
1: Um well, it was something because we've had to battle them, and we've gone a number of routes, <laughs> including a lawsuit. I won a lawsuit. I thought that would decide things, but they didn't uh, they w- w- won the case in court, but they they won in the, in the in the in the later on when they did their rule but that was earlier. We did the whole international campaign, still doing it, but we got a treaty which the u s ratified, and then we brought it home. Well, that treaty was an international
0: treaty was it with the
1: uh, sure it was united, Minamata, united,
0: united yes, Nations
1: sir. Yes, under the United Nations Environmental Program supervises it. They have a secretariat. It became legally binding in 2017, once 50 countries had ratified. Now over 100, 130, I think, have ratified. Every major country is ratified already in many smaller countries. And so now um, it's enforced that it mandates phasing down in use, phasing down. Our battle in 2022, Dr. Mercola, will be At that conference, when they reconvene, the Minamata Convention convenes every year or two. They'll convene 2022 in Indonesia, and there is an amendment proposed by the entire Africa region, all the countries in Africa, to phase out amalgam. The European Union has proposed phasing and ending it on a date certain for children, pregnant women, breastfeeding women. So we have two great proposals to shift the focus of amalgam from phase down in many countries phasing down or phasing out like Italy, like the Philippines, like Nepal, like Moldova or 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 like New Caledonia. They're phasing it out. But but this would do it for everybody. And that's going to be the Titanic battle. So we had that treaty and we brought it home to America and, it, and, and began in 2018 a new campaign. At the FDA, we enact we put together the Chicago Declaration announced in Chicago. Your staff came and, and filmed it at the University of Illinois School of Public Health, Chicago. Um, we did a petition. Over 80,000 people signed a petition to ban children, amalgam for children. I bet some people that were watching us today did that. And I want to thank each of you for stepping forward, and doing that and continuing to to engage with FDA. So with the petition and Chicago Declaration, FDA met with us. We had a meeting of 15 of his staff, 15 I brought in on person and uh, probably 15 more on the phone from around the country participating, and they listened. They started efforts. We had a second meeting with them. They announced a a scientific committee to reconvene, which was November of 2019. We had a third meeting after that. At that committee meeting, the, the advisors to the FDA, led by physicians like yourself, said, FDA has to stop its silence. FDA has to get the mercury information to every consumer. And FDA has to, in particular, protect the vulnerable like children and those that are overexposed to toxins. They, they, they started listing action. So it took FDA six more months. We had continued interaction with them. We were writing them, giving them information. They were asking us. And, and by September 2020, they unveiled their recommendations. So that was a three-year battle. It's not over. It is a recommendation. The federal bureaucracies, the dental schools are not jumping up with joy or not shifting like they should. So we've not let up at all. We have put together a new team starting January 2021 that has gone back to the federal government and said, you need to um, get these bureaucracies like the Pentagon, the Indian, the ch- the, the Indian children, the prisoners, the so the, the 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 families of soldiers and sailors and airmen. All these people need to make sure that they Medicaid families that they do not continue to have mercury fillings. We're not going to let a two tier system emerge like it has started, which is mercury free for those of us in the middle class and mercury for those that often get left behind. They're not gonna get left behind in our, with our movement. We're, we are empowering people. I, I had a meeting- I know a, we are. I'm meeting with African women, Just a, and, and one African-American woman was in the meeting, about 10 of them, and we just said, let's form a committee, the African Women Leaders Committee. It was NGOs, people that work in nonprofit groups, and I work with them. And I know all of them that I brought onto this group and I'm sending him a book about this successful uh, UN official from uh, Zimbabwe that just wrote her memoirs and now has started a group on gender equity. And, and uh, I just, I, uh, I just uh, you know, these are the kind of things I said, this is your network. Well, what should we do? I said, so you decide this. You, you're not, I brought you all together, the w- women from, you know, from the South, North, East, West of Africa. And now you can start figuring out how to, how to, how to push your empowerment. So this is this is great. This is such a great opportunity to, to find people and connect them and and get results. I I agree.
0: Yeah, and just a reminder too. Um, the reason that we have a discussion in the first place is that is largely a result of the choices we are making in our food. And as I alluded to earlier, my parents were clueless, and certainly I was when I was growing up. And many people in this country, I, not many. I, there's no doubt in my mind the majority are. So the Reality is that if you were eating the optimal diet free of processed foods, uh, processed sugars and a vegetable or seed oils, you probably wouldn't have any tooth decay and there would be no need for any type of filling mercury otherwise. So I just want to remind people of that simple fact because I I remember when I was in practice that uh, there are certain cultures like Koreans who... And maybe you know the stats, but I thought it was like under 1% or 2% of the population had any, even one dental cavity. So it's pretty extraordinary what you can
1: do when you're eating the right food. So just traditional a diet means no cavities. I'll give you a story of that. I'm in Lagos, Nigeria, the capital, the, not the capital, the largest city in Nigeria. I'm sitting at a table in the front with the chief dental officer of the country and a whole room of dentists and others, consumers, a whole conference for Mercury-Free Dentistry for Nigeria in 2014. And we are almost there in Nigeria. It's the largest country in Africa. But at that conference, dentists started to stand up and say, how come we have so many more cavities in in Lagos than in the North? Lagos (laughs) is the developed city. It's the urban center. It's the middle class. The North is poverty, if you will, low income, but traditional diet. How come we have all this? And they couldn't figure it out. The chief dental officer handed me a note Handed me a anyway, note with two words on it to explain what was going on, and the two words were processed foods. Pretty close. Western diet. Yeah, Western same thing. Diet. Same, day. Same, same, same thing. Food. Same thing. All at once. It's fun to eat the Western. It's fun for the Africans, for the Asians, for everybody. I get to eat anything, you know processed food. It's fast. It's it has a lot of sugar. It's fun and it's awful. And yes, you are absolutely right. The cavities come when the processed food. And the Western diet or whatever word you want to use comes, but it was just like, I just started laughing and she just looked at me and I said, doctor, you are so right.
0: She was. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that contemporary anecdote, which is really a reflection of what Weston Price was his research from a century ago. Uh, You know, he went all around the world. He was a dentist and a really prominent dentist. I think he was head of the American Dental Association, I believe and uh, really did pioneering work by establishing that that thesis that uh, countries that were eating unprocessed foods and non-Western diet really had little to no dental decay. Right, right. They're healthier,
1: they're healthier. Not just their teeth, everything, they're healthier because they're eating traditional diet. You know, so it's,
0: it's important to understand that the reason we're doing all this craziness is because we're, this is all band-aid symptomatic relief for poor choices we made earlier in life. Now, you know, ideally with your kids, with your grandchildren, you can educate them to make good choices so that they don't have to have any dental decay because it's really not necessary. It's not only is it costly to expose you to uh, just inconveniences and hassle and expenses and, a lot of challenges. It's just unnecessary if you're if you're making the right choices.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you, your uh your newsletter keeps giving that uh, that information to people. The right yeah, choice well, we diet used to, and exercise not, and so on. We've
0: kind of re-vectored to what I perceive a more pernicious threat, and certainly a more pervasive one, which is this uh, push to get a, a a needle in every arm of this bioweapon of that they call a COVID jab. So, you know, we've, you know, our new strategy, cause I mean, it doesn't do much good to be eating the right food if you're dead from a bioweapon. So, uh, you know, we've had to re vector our strategy to help educate people about the, the it's like an emergency medicine. You got a triage. When someone's coming in with a gun wound to the abdomen or the chest, you know, you got it. They're a higher priority than the person who need has a laceration on their arm or their hand. So, uh, uh-huh. uh-huh. So that's what we've been doing, but let's get back to the mercury. So what do you, what do you think the next step is for uh, the progression in, in, in transitioning the FDA's recommendation to something more impactful and legally binding?
1: Well, um, first we've got to make sure the recommendations take effect. The legally binding is a long process and it's a lot of layers. the, Center for Devices of FDA explained to me that they could do recommendations because they wouldn't have to take it to the top of FDA, to the top of Health and Human Services, to the the, uh, Office of Management and Budget, all these places and the Capitol Hill taking shots at them and so on. They could just do it. So we want to make those recommendations so effective that then the the ban, which we will work for, uh, will be a, a much more palatable, accepted step because the recommendations are so closely followed. And so our campaign this year in the United States is focused, it's focused on changing the dental school. Some dental schools have already ended amalgam use. We, are, we have polled the dental school deans. Some use it sparingly. Uh, we're not sure exactly what they mean by that sometimes, but some don't use it at all. They're done with amalgam. So that is huge. But we need to change the dental schools, the future. We need to change the federal bureaucracies, and 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 that is so they stopped giving dental care to Indian children in the list I was giving you, the soldiers and sailors and airmen and so on. So we've got to end that. We've got to do the consumer empowerment. And to FDA's credit, and we pushed for this, as soon as those recommendations were out, we said, well, it's not nobody reads that something that complicated. So FDA came out with infographics. First, they came out with a whole infographic. In English, explaining high risk, big pictures, children, you know, young women, kidney, neurological, mercury sensitive, explaining it. Then they came out with it in Spanish. And uh, a moment, Dr. LF el FDA de Estados Unidos TNA infografías en español que dicen que la alma gama por su mercurio presenta un alto riesgo para Los niños, las mujeres jovenes y personas con problemas neurológicos o renales. Um, that is a reached we reach our, our Spanish-speaking, English-speaking people with these infographics. Um, uh, We're working with consumer groups. We're working with children's groups. So the, the recommendations need to get into the clinics, need to get into consumers' hands and need to change the bureaucracy. And that is this year's campaign because FDA is not going to go farther until we make sure the recommendations work. Something else FDA did at our pushing was they asked for guidance on how to do better how to do more than the infographics, infographics. They, they um, asked that about all their products, but we made sure thanks to the help of your team there and Cape Coral pushing the issue out too, that more people commented on our issue than any others and explained to FDA, put this one at the top of your pile when you're talking about devices. This medical device is the most important to address. So we think like through consumer empowerment, dental schools, um, changing the federal bureaucracies, uh, all these steps that are, that are moving is to shift amalgam. Remember, amalgam use has ended among large categories of Americans. If I get on an airplane, Dr. McCullough, and I tell somebody what I've done for the last six or eight years, not one person, the same thing, every single person says the same thing. They're almost exactly the same words. They don't use that anymore. And the answer is, that's right. They don't use it for those of us that get on airplanes. The, you know, the upper middle class traveling people that do business all over the country or whatever, they don't do it on us anymore. They do it on other people. And we've got to stop it for all. So we know we've made strides. We know the use is a lot less. But we're going to not let two-tiered dentistry emerge. And that is the campaign now. I do believe we can circle back to a ban, but that ban may come from on high. That is international. It may come through our battle In in the conference of the parties, the fourth conference of the parties, instead of here at the FDA. And and remember, the more we put the heat on in the FDA and Canada, Canada had guidelines back in the 1990s, Health Canada guidelines. It said almost the same as FDA. They were buried by the dental establishment in Canada. They are back. They're back on the front burner because of what FDA did. The synergies of what we're doing are affecting here and there. One country, it comes back to ours, what we do in Maine, if it does affect things in Wisconsin and so on. So we have a great team. We put this team together brick by brick over the years, and uh, we have the energy uh, to win. And we have a single mission, our organization. That's why we hope people will donate. We are a single mission organization to end amalgam. And by that focus, and the experience that I bring, we, we're here in Washington, D.C., we're here where the government is, where we can have the most pressure, the most efficient press pressure. We are efficient. We are effective. We have a track record. But we need the help of the American and Canadian public to see this through.
0: Yes, indeed. So what are your plans for this year? What, what's your goals and objectives?
1: Yes, thank you very much. Um, in in let, let's Let's just go to Europe for a minute, because the European Commission last year, another achievement, and over the past year, they decided that they will recommend the end of amalgam for children. Now, the European Union, it's complicated, but they're doing a decision for 27 countries. That's so it's huge. And they said they some countries have jumped out front, like Italy, I mentioned and Ireland. But Germany's not yet jumped out. France, Poland, there's more to go. Um, they the commission, which is the agencies recommended amalgam be phased out in the middle of 2020s they now have to go to Parliament. So next year, we will have the battle in the European Parliament. We had the battle in 2016, got the law that protects the children, the pregnant women, the breastfeeding women, and set in motion everything else, including this commission decision. So we believe in 2022, we will see the fight in Parliament, European Parliament, 27 nations, 700 some members on whether We will get an end to amalgam. We are optimistic because we've had success in the parliament, but it's a complicated battle. We issued this past year the Bonn Declaration, Bonn Germany, the Bonn Declaration for mercury-free dentistry for Germany. That's had a huge impact. In fact, the leading newspaper in Germany, the Frankfurt paper, everybody calls it FAZ for the German words, wrote a story and called amalgam, the headline was amalgam aus, amalgam out, amalgam out, amalgam out. And. They said amalgam is the brown coal of dentistry, the brown coal, C-O-A-L of dentistry. That's how that's how they're saying. It's just got to go. In other words, you just can't do this anymore. And so we're seeing that kind of progress in Europe at the convention, the Minamata Convention. As I mentioned, we will have we will. I lead the campaign internationally. I'm the president of the World Alliance for Mercury Free Dentistry. We have regional centers we've created to make sure this campaign's going everywhere. The regional center for Asia is in Dhaka, Bangladesh. For Europe, it's in Berlin. For Latin America, the headquarters is in Montevideo. For Africa, the headline, the head, the, head, the headquarters is in Abidjan. It's now in Ande, while our other, other leader is in, is in scholarship, Yonde in uh, Nairobi. Uh, we have an Arab center for environmental health based in Beirut. We have a, campaigns going everywhere. So let's bring that back to North America. What that means is for North America, we have a real momentum. The Health Canada guidelines are back, and the health go- and, and the health government of Canada needs to follow them, including for First Nations people, which they're not doing. They think of First Nations people is so cavalierly they just think they ought to have mercury fillings, the Indian to what we call the Native American or Indian children. They say First Nations. And in the US, It means these FDA recommendations need to be pushed from FDA. They're going to push harder. We're pushing them to push harder. We're working to change the federal agencies, change the dental schools, and make sure that that the, and get the consumers pushed, get the consumer. Learning Disabilities Association of America is pushing this real hard. They're in most states in the union. They have a big national organization. Those kind of groups are educating their members to say no to mercury fillings and push the dentist or change dentists. I know that's hard, if you're a prisoner, if you're a, a soldier, a sailor, you're a Medicaid, you probably can't choose your dentist. You're an Indian health, you just can't. But you can push that dentist and push hard because people have got to do that. I know it's not easy because those of us that are more middle-class can just change dentists. But Those who get institutional dentistry need to push back too and we'll, we'll help you, we'll help you push back.
0: Well, that's a noble goal. I certainly deserve that effort. I mean, no one should be exposed. To a neurological toxin and poison. Uh, they just shouldn't be. I mean, that's just criminal. So I'm glad you're making efforts to protect those who really can't have not to have not much of a voice themselves because
1: of their circumstances. And they don't. And and but fortunately, dentists are much more emboldened. They were told to be quiet. They're not told to be quiet. Half the dentists in America don't use amalgam. I mean, amalgam is a primitive pre-Civil War pollutant. It is it has been surpassed in technology. It's just these dental groups and these insurance companies and these government bureaucracies think we can hold on to it. It's a nice, easy profit for us. The waste industry at the Minamata Convention is horrible. Why? Because they want amalgam. The more waste, the more money for them. So we have pushed back, but we have an incredible team, internationally and nationally, and we, and with the help of the American people continuing, you know, we're going to see this through. I mean, I've been at this two decades because I decided this was my mission, uh, moving from politics and private sector, then private sector into nonprofit work. And we can see it over because the dentists are changing, the public is changing, the government is changing, and we can't let it stop in the middle like it did, like, say, the Health Canada guidelines. They looked like they succeeded, but they didn't see it through. Now we have... Uh, uh, the Friends of the Earth Canada, an outstanding environmental na- international environmental group. This is the Canada chapter uh, running our campaign up there. We're very optimistic there. We started campaigns in Mexico and Brazil. We uh, This year, we are much more active in the Americas than we ever have been.
0: That's terrific. So I'm just curious. I'm thinking back. It's been about 10 years since we've been
1: collaborating, I believe. It is. 2011. You did Match Funds. And it went through the roof. We raised $50,000. I never thought we could raise nearly that much. And your associate, Steve Rye, your, your chief executive, keeps saying he kept upping it. And you kept upping it, Dr. McCall. It's 75. We can't do it. A hundred. And he said, like, raise a hundred. So we did. So now you're, I believe it's 150,000. I'm not sure. I think that's what. Oh, my, my gosh. Said. And yeah, we're, we're going to bleed you. Dr. Mercola, you know, you, you've you taken, you obviously make money in the in, with supplements, but you give so much back. You know, you fund these causes, you fund research, you fight the government, and that's, that's not cheap. I know you have to have lawyers to do it. You have to have staff to do it. I mean, these are all, you didn't take the easy road. You didn't say, I'm going to sell products and put the money in the bank. You decided you were going to change the country, change the world in terms of diet, in terms of of keeping toxins out of all different uses of any way that they're coming into people. And um, it's fabulous. And obviously we've benefited. We could not have put together the World Alliance for Mercury Free Dentistry. We could not put together our multifaceted US campaign without you being our chief funder. And we're grateful that you will match the funds of the donors during the Mercury Awareness Week, the Matching Funds Week for Consumers for Dental Choice.
0: Well, I'm thankful I can do it, uh, really. Uh, it's a great privilege and opportunity. The, um, you know, it, it occurs to me that you know, if you're just thinking about this lightly and not really reflecting on much, that you're thinking, well, you know, eventually people are going to wake up, the government's going to get it, and they're going to take Mercury out. No, that's not the way life works. It takes committed individuals to push this through because there's so many vested interests that are counter to that. So I'm just I mean, delighted to see, you know, the the fruit of your efforts over the last 20 years and the 10 years since we've been working with you. But I I remember really clearly when you came to the first meeting in Chicago. It was, uh, at, um, I think it was a it, yeah. it was the
1: Health Freedom Expo. Uh, oh, yeah. No, um, no, no, no. The but city this is the you first to be in, Schomburg, I think.
0: And, no, you know, I know it was in Schomburg, but I'm, the... Uh, we actually had a meeting the before three, you and Barbara Fisher and Paul Connett and Ronnie Cummins. We had a dinner. And, yes, we
1: did. and I
0: remember you flew in and you were at a hotel and the hotel really wasn't too far from the restaurant, but it was a, it was a mile or two. And you didn't, you didn't even take a a, a taxi at that time because Uber and Lyft didn't exist. You just walked over because you You wanted to save those funds for your organization. and that's it's a small thing, but to me, it's a big thing because it shows your commitment and your integrity, and you're just very frugal with your funds. You don't waste them. And that's really a a major concern when you're donating. I mean, is it so easy to be frivolous and just, you know go uh, and abuse the donations? but your your organization does not. every penny counts. So that's why I'm happy to support and endorse and and match the funds that. Those of you are willing to do, and, and please, if you've donated in the past, just just listen to this uh, dialogue and what your funding has allowed uh, Charlie to do and his efforts, and go out on your behalf and really make a dent in the world for good to protect people from this this pernicious and pervasive neurologic toxin. So you can be thankful that you've committed in, in, to the right place and doing some good in the world.
1: Thanks for what you're doing, and yes, I it is the mission is something we can finish. It's single purpose. It's it's we we we've got the team. I do have the experience as a lawyer and former state attorney general, and I've got tremendous people we work with around the United States, in Canada, around the in the Americas, around the world, and uh, they're committed people. And you find these people. We had to seek them out. I said we had to build this team brick by brick, but we built it, and we're ready to go. We're ready to win here. We're ready to win in Europe. We're ready to win in the Minamata Convention uh, uh, conference that convenes next year in Indonesia. Yeah, world and
0: countries around the world. I mean, like you've really pretty much captured the entire continent of Africa and have them on board to this commitment, which is just phenomenal. A whole continent.
1: Yes, the whole continent is supporting a phase out. Let me tell you about Tanzania. They issued guidelines two years ago, the Tanzania guidelines, and that ends amalgam over a three-year period we're now in the second year of that one to go a three-year period much broader than europe now for children all children not just under 15 and all women of childbearing age period that's more now than half the population I, now the per capita income of tanzania before before the pandemic and i looked it up is 995 dollars per year per year this is a question of willpower. This is not a question to say, oh, you got money, you can go Mercury. No, no. It's just a question that's an incredible government. We have a great NGO there, agenda, Dora Sway, it's director, uh, it runs our campaign there now as director. And um, we have put together those guidelines. We do finance the, the, the coming together of the chief dental officers. That is, we they have to have conferences. They, their government doesn't have that kind of thing, but no, no money goes to the government. We do just fund this. This NGO and, and a sister NGO, they work with the Consumer Society, and they actually have this in motion plan that in 2023, amalgam is over for the most vulnerable people, all children, all young women. Now, if you're a male child, you're a boy, you grow up, become a man, you weren't getting it before, why would you want to get it? If you're a woman that doesn't get it at 20, 30, 40, why would you get it at 50? You know, the point is, it's going to end amalgam and they're ready to do it. Their government's ready, their consumers are ready, the Dental Association, Dental associations outside of the Western ones. Dr. Mercola worked with us. I've sat and had a had a soft drink or a Coke with, with uh, I don't drink Cokes, but soft drink or water with with the with the uh, president of the Nigeria Dental Association, the executive secretary of the Bangladesh Association, the executive the president of the Tanzania Dental Association, the, pre, the president of the Indonesia Dental Association, the president of the Vietnam Dental Association. All those people I've met with over the years, they want to end amalgam. They're not like the American and Canadian group, those guys, which is just tied into the money and the protectionism and the insurance and all the all the cash flows, they wanna help their people. So when you get outside of the West, actually the barriers are probably less, you'd think they'd be more, no, they're less, but we're breaking down the barriers right here too in the in the good old USA and you've helped it and we hope everybody listening will at least consider helping us. And if you have questions, uh, to put my email on the screen, email address on the screen, go ahead and write us. And if you want to look us up, we're at www.toxicteeth.org. And please do look us up. And if you want to find a dentist, put, uh, to, uh, click find a dentist on there. As Dr. McCullough said, you 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 need a dentist uh, to make sure amalgam doesn't go into your mouth. And you need a dentist to advise you on if and how to remove the amalgam fillings, if that's what, sh- what you should do.
0: Yes, indeed. So want to extend my deepest gratitude and appreciation for those of you who have participated and supported Charlie in the past. It means a great deal uh, to me and to him and, and all the people that you have no idea that you're impacting with this down the road. And many of them, not in the United States This is an international effort. Yeah. So you, sh- you should be proud that you are able to participate in this effort. And we encourage you to reconsider uh, your support for this noble uh, agenda really to remove this toxic poison from the dental environment. And uh, Charlie, as you've heard, has a long track record of many successes and just getting the point to the FDA to finally admit in its recommendation that uh, mercury is toxic and should be avoided in all these different populations. So it's a great success lots more to go, but we're making effort and progress. So
1: momentum's ours with what FDA has done. It changes. It's a game changer for American dentistry, the biggest change in dentistry ever. And FDA did it. Give them credit.
0: All right. Well, thanks again, Charlie. We appreciate everything you're doing. And I'm sure this year and next year will be a fantastic success again.